Welcome to Cultivate a Good Life. This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 43, Q&A with Becky Squared, round three. Round three. Round three. I know, you guys have so many good questions. We could do this every episode. Literally every episode yes. could be Q&A and we could just answer everyone's questions with, you know, answers. Our, with our answers. With our answers. <laughs> That's I like Q&A episodes because it literally too. is like the conversations you and I have in the car, right? Yes. Well, and it's conversations with you guys, with our listeners. It opens up that dialogue. So even though you can't sit here with us and record, which honestly, that would be so fun. That would be I mean, I so guess you probably fun. could if you really wanted. You would just I have mean, to be silent and be comfortable <laughs> in No, our home, the but. point is that they wouldn't be silent. That's the whole point. It would be so much fun that to, like, so pass fun. the microphone around, right? Anyway, so you can't record with us, but this is the next best thing is that we love taking your questions and addressing them. And we never claim to have all the perfect and right answers. I mean, sometimes they are perfect and right. <laughs> sometimes. But most of the time, they're just answers based on our experiences. Yeah. And this last round, when we asked for Q&A, um, Q&A, when we asked for questions, yes. just for Q, when we mm-hmm. asked for questions on social media, we got a ton of really good ones. But we noticed that about 50% of them were particularly about documenting. Yep. And we didn't want to gloss over those in the Q&A round two. And so we decided to do round three. We did. All about documenting and memory keeping. For sure. So refer to round two is ep- is episode 41. So you can catch that one. And that li- that includes all the questions that are basically, I mean, across the board, right? Remember? Right. It was like newlywed advice, really good parenting stuff, life stuff, bucket list stuff. It was so much good stuff. Um, but yeah, this one is all about documenting and memory keeping. So we're excited to dive right in. But first, let's read one of the wonderful reviews that you guys shared on iTunes, which you know means so much to us. Do you want to read it or me? I sure do want to okay. read it because you know I love the word nugget more than anything else. Uh, yeah. This review... From DC and me, the title of it is Golden Nuggets of Wisdom. Oh, I love it. Cultivate a Good Life is a first podcast that I've listened to in its entirety. This is because the topics Becky Square talk about resonates with me wholeheartedly. It's refreshing to listen to women that lift others up while having fun. While they can be serious about a topic, the majority of the content is delivered in a positive, upbeat nature. I always walk away with at least one gold nugget of wisdom or a bag of them. Oh, I love that. And what a good little writer you are. I know. I Good love you. that. Thank I love you. it. And my favorite thing that she said is just how refreshing it is to see or listen to women that lift each other's lift each other up. Because you and I know that that's. I mean, that's what we live and breathe. We really try our best to do that in our personal lives and in our work, not just with each other and within our little team, but every woman, every woman. Wow, every woman. <laughs> I'm every woman. I knew it was it's coming. Been a minute. Since Thank you, Whitney. Had a little singing. <laughs> singing break it's been too long thank you so much for that nugget i am so happy right now okay before we dive into all of the questions and the answers let's hear a word from this week's sponsor We know that photographs are at the heart of preserving memories for most people but when those pictures are not quite turning out how you'd like it's frustrating and we get it 
I'm here to tell you that taking pictures and documenting life with the phone that's in our pocket has never been easier or more convenient. As someone who's really stepped up my documenting and picture-taking game in the past year, my pictures are better than they have Mm -hmm. ever been. You know I love Becky because she's my friend, but I am here to tell you that she has a knack for helping me and so many others learn super simple skills so we can all feel amazing about the pictures we're taking. We invite you to join thousands of people who have gone through my online course. It's called Photo Tips and Workflow. And if you're taking pictures on your phone, and of course you totally are, this class is for you. I would be honored to be your guide if you're ready to have some aha moments and if you're ready to take pictures that will make you feel like a documenting rock star. Go to classroom.beckyhiggins.com where you can see the full curriculum, watch the video that gives you glimpses of the class, learn more about what to expect, and of course, buy a seat in the class. Take advantage of the opportunity to save $10 as you enter Becky10 at checkout. I'm pumped. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, here we go. So we're going to start with the elephant in the room. What's that? <laughs> the first question. I mean, these are in no particular order, but we got so many good I thought questions. you just called me an elephant. I was going to punch you right in the face. I could call you elephant and you would not be offended. I wouldn't because actually I really love elephants. I know you do. Let me tell you why. Yeah, tell me why. It's actually a really sweet it's story. It's actually kind of a thing that our friends kind of, we use the elephant as our mascot because... Do you know that mama elephants, when there is like one of their little cubs or what are they called? Baby I don't elephants? know. Baby elephants. Baby elephants. <laughs> I don't know. Are in need or in trouble or being threatened. All the mama elephants like kind of put their booties together and like surround this baby elephant. And that's kind of our theme for like our little village of moms mm-hmm. is that we're all the big booties in each other's kids' lives. <laughs> We're watching each other's Watching out. Yeah, we're watching out. We're protective. We're protective mamas, aren't we? And protective friends. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the elephant in the room, what I meant by that is it was funny. I was copying and pasting all these DMs and comments and all these questions just to kind of be able to go through and answer some of them. We can't answer all of them, but this one just happened to be copied and pasted at the front of the list. And I was like, you know what? This is a good place to start. It's cracking open the can of worms right away. Let's go there. Okay. The question, wondering if you are doing anything with Project Life anymore, or are you leaving that behind for other pursuits? So I want to answer that in two ways. It's a great question. I believe that this person, L-O-L-N-H, represents a lot of people who are wondering about that. So I'm going to answer in two ways. I'm going to answer with my business hat and I'm going to answer with my personal hat. Okay. All right. So my business hat, wearing that particular accessory on my the beautiful fedora <laughs> of your business hat. Okay. So I, I feel giggly all of a sudden. I don't know why. Because we have so much fun. No, I'm happy. I'm just so yes. happy that we're talking about documenting. I'm happy because we're podcasting. I'm happy because Becky Proudfit is in my presence. So oh. it's all fine. Oh. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> I'm also not procrastinating answering the question. Uh, okay. So for real though, with the business perspective on project life, I believe that we've addressed this pretty well in social media, but we know that not everybody catches everything. So here's the short answer and really all you really need to know. And that is that project life continues. Here's what that looks like. There are three versions. There's physical, digital, and app. The physical version of Project Life still exists. We still have a ton to sell. We sell it at shopbeckyhiggins.com. We sell it on Amazon. It's very much available. It's not being stripped away. But right now, we are not producing any more physical Project Life for the foreseeable future. Which is really okay. Which is really okay. And also, totally not my personal decision, 
but right. one that makes a whole lot of business and manufacturing sense. So that's not even my call. Let's just be honest. It's a supply and demand. It's thing. supply and demand. That being yeah. said, physical project life was created as a simple solution to help you document your life. That solution still stands. Mm -hmm. The system is not broken. Certainly as photos evolve and we're doing more digitally, probably than printing photos, that solution evolves a little bit. Absolutely. I can tell you right now, there will always be a need in a place for physical project life because of the Rubbermaid totes we all have with photos. Mm -hmm. There are so many amazing collections on shopbeckyhiggins.com, like Becky was saying. Tons. There, you could, so there many. Is, another collection could never be released for as long as we live. And I promise you, you will find what you need with the existing product. Yeah. So I encourage you to go buy some mm-hmm. to figure out how you can take those photos that are stored and use that amazing solution to like rid yourself of that like Rubbermaid tote. That's on my to-do list this summer. Is she getting keeps bringing physical. up the tote because she's got it. Because I have a tote the in tote my is front room. And I refuse, you guys. I refuse to put it away yeah, don't. until it's all done. I know. And so I bought a ton of the physical Project Life to get those get, it, um, girl. get those scrapbooks mm-hmm. done. And I'm, I'm chipping away at it. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. awesome. No, it's and super it's awesome. Lots of things. Lots of collections. Lots of amazingness. So much good stuff. Okay, so that's the physical project life. The digital project life is how it's always been. It's available at digitalprojectlife.com. We're not stripping that away. It's just sitting there waiting for you, right? And that's for people who want to do scrapbooking on their computer. And then the app, this is my, you know. I got confused. I got to clarify. Yeah. I was a little confused for a while before I was part of the brand about with the difference between digital and the app. So again, digital is if you want to like scrapbook on your computer it's like what an old program used to be or whatever is like you would you'd buy the program but if you want like a larger I guess palette to do things on like some people really like being able to use their computer if you like to use your computer yes you would use uh photoshop yes and then you would use the digital elements so that's the templates and that's the collections and everything's available in digital format for use on your computer that is very different in a completely separate format from the project life app app which is a mobile app mobile app so which also uses digital pictures but it's not it's it's app it's probably i would say our most simplified oh yeah streamlined easy way to document anyone coming into documenting for the first time hands down will always point people to the app because hello it's on your phone and And the app is my solution moving forward oh yeah the app is what i use weekly i do it weekly but the app is what i use weekly to like stay up on my documenting yeah The app is fantastic. So that's the business answer. Hold on. Let me finish on the app. The app is not only not going anywhere, but we continue to develop that. We have so many great ideas for how to make the app even better and more robust um, and more meaningful for you. And that's great. And we also have continued collections coming out. But as Carrie and Wendy so beautifully articulated in a recent Facebook Live broadcast, um, just in case you missed that, you can still watch it. It's just on our Facebook page. But um, we will offer or bring out more app collections, but less frequently and in fewer numbers. And that's directly because, again, supply and demand. And And to be honest, the mission of it, again, is a simplified solution. Mm -hmm. And so there are so many ways to document where you don't have to have like a super niche kit. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to add about the app is I know like we've had some comments like, you know, what's going on with the app? First of all, there's nothing, nothing, nothing bad is happening with the app. No, the app is getting better. But you have to understand that like behind the scenes of of the work that it takes to bring things to market in the app um, and especially some of the really exciting um, things that we as a team are developing right now, there's a lot of backend work. So we just ask you to be a little bit patient. The app is being continued to be developed and 
there's lots of really amazing things coming for the yeah. app. We, I'm so excited. So much love for the app. So much love for all of it, really. And that yes. just kind of is a segue into my personal answer. And feel free, back to expand any more if you want to than what you already said. But my personal answer to the question, which she said, are you doing anything with Project Life anymore? Or are you leaving that behind for other pursuits? I, I have documenting and memory keeping running through my veins so thick that I don't think you could shake it out of me if you tried. Correct. Okay. I will say correct. That is correct. And so just because I may not be sharing as much of my personal stuff or, you know, just because we let, let go of the idea of a creative team for so many reasons, which I think we even already explained. I don't need to rehash that. I ran out of breath. Rehash that. Take a deep breath. (laughs) Um, But my personal documenting not only continues, but it thrives. I'm so happy with what I continue to do. And what that looks like is with the app, I am doing a family yearbook. I keep keep up with it every week. And so every week I do a summary. And Beck, you said that you're doing this too. A summary of that week's events in the family. And then, um, and the physical product, like Becky said, also, I could not imagine being able to do my kids' books without the physical product. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because those physical albums and the tangible envelope pages that holds the stuff, the awards, the ribbons, the certificates, and then being able to just slip those random photos into pocket pages, I need that. I love that. I use that. I honor that. I celebrate it. And we continue to sell it. So, yep, we are very much loving Project Life still. We have not ditched Project Life in any way, but because of the ebb and flow of business and because of supply and demand, that's just where we are. That's what's up. I kind of enjoy what's happening with Project Life because the thing that I always come back to is Project Life is a solution, right? And it's a solution for me physically with physical products because I have the Rubbermaid tote and I have those photos I need to deal with. It's a solution for me presently because I'm using the app so that I don't have more pictures backed up like right I'm starting today and and making sure that I document my life going forward but I love it I really love the way it's going because instead of getting caught up in these like really niche pages and things like I talked about in our in, in episode before how I would like buy pizza stickers and then right. like <laughs> try to create a pizza moment to like use my pizza <laughs> stickers I feel like the way that Project Life is and what makes it such a special program is that it helps you Yes, to document, but with the purpose of creating a more intentional life and to cultivate that good life. Right. And so I just love it. I love every piece of it. Well, and you love it because of what you're making of it for yourself. And I think that to wrap up the answer to that question, I think it's really important for each of us to take that personal responsibility and that ownership of making sure that the documenting that we're doing and the format in which we're doing or the products that we're using or whatever is doing it in a way that works for you. So like if Project Life is your jam, great. Which one? Project or, the, or all of them. It or all have of them. To be, yeah. right. Hybrid, physical, right. digital app, like whatever. Um, but really you, you know, we don't want any of us to rely on outside quote inspiration in order to just do what you need to do for yourself in a way that works for you. Now I will, I will say though that, you know, we have seen some comments of missing that kind of inspiration on social media. I don't want to ignore that. I hear you. I understand. But if you listen to the recent episodes about anxiety, I think it's really important to honor, um, the space that this business needs right now, the space to just kind of sit in the fresh water, as we love to say, take it back from all of the expectations. Did I say take it back? Take, Mm -hmm. take a step back 
from trying to tirelessly meet the expectations of what other people have on the outside and just give, give us a minute, just give us a minute to kind of, um, sort through what makes a lot of sense for how we move forward. And so my gut feeling is you're going to see some inspiration step right back into my personal social sharing. So keep following, keep watching, keep following, but also too like, um, the whole point of it is, is teaching you to be self-sufficient in your documenting. Yeah. And so if you're really missing that page inspiration or like design ideas, if you're using it more as like that really artistic creation kind of a thing, um, if you go to Pinterest and just search project life pages, you will find thousands way more than you'd want so more (laughs) so much inspiration and so I guess my point is being protective of Becky and knowing the behind the scenes things that are happening for like innovating and helping you even to create things you don't even know that you need yet um you really can find that inspiration tons of places absolutely and I love you Beck but it doesn't necessarily have to be from Becky no to be awesome right like there's so much information out there so Go find some of that information. If you're paying real close attention, you'll notice that I actually still do share inspiration, but it doesn't look like a sample page Mm -hmm. because is that really the thing that helps us to move? Is that really the thing that helps us to make changes or make improvements in our personal documentation? I would argue that no, it's not. Mm -hmm. Sample pages are nice. Like Becky said, go to Pinterest, check out hashtag Project Life on Instagram or hashtag Project Life app. But really watch my social sharing and you will see the inspiration I'm sharing is more philosophical and it's more like deeply inspiring and not like here's a sample page to make you feel more overwhelmed or bad about what you're not doing. Well, and trust me when I say Becky's most effective place in her role in our brand is as the innovator. And so let's give her the space to like innovate. I didn't realize you were going to be so protective. You and know, defensive. I feel really, pre- pre- no, I, I feel know. really passionate not about defensive. that. That's not the yeah. word, but I appreciate that because Becky knows, you know, intimately well, kind of where I am with all of that. And I do very much appreciate the space. It actually, I really, really with all of my heart, and I know you feel the same way, Becky, I really believe that this space that I'm allowing myself to have in the business is exactly what the business needs in order to move forward in the most meaningful way to bless the lives of those who are consuming the product, listening to the podcast, following on Instagram. It's all of you guys, really. Like we love it. We feel really good about it. All right. This next question Rogers Cassie Rogers Cassie mm-hmm, I think so or Roger S Cassie oh yeah I don't sure know. all right hey would Cassie. love some <laughs> advice on what to do with all the iPhone videos we take also I love the different parts of your lives that you all share scrapbooking has evolved for me as well and I love that you girls share so many other things you know we could have just stuck with the questions she asked you know she wants advice on what to do with all the iPhone videos but I just want to take a moment if your name is Cassie I think it is to just, uh, I just really appreciate that comment. And, um, I'm getting a ton of DMS and emails from people who are expressing that they really do value. Speaking of the first question, they really do value the evolution and really just appreciate it because they want to evolve too. We mm-hmm. all want to evolve. And so just a little shout out to the kindness and respect and understanding. I love that so much. Okay, so the question here is about iPhone videos we take. It doesn't have to be iPhone specific. Mm -hmm. This is about the videos that we take on our phones. And I'm happy to share um, what I do. There's actually um, a really short answer to this, which is that in the photo tips and workflow class that was um, mentioned, and I think that was the ad for this episode, 
go to classroom.beckyhiggins.com. That class literally is packed with a ridiculous amount of information, not just on taking better photos, but also on the organization, the workflow component of taking pictures on your phone. We all take pictures on our phone, but what are we doing with it? What does that workflow look like? What does that look like on a daily or weekly or monthly basis? I am never going to be the person that says you should do it this way and this way, but I am always happy to share what works for me. And so even though it's not a video course and I don't go diving in specific on video, the concepts are really the same. They really are. And so what I do with my video clips is that when I dump or unload the photos and videos from my phone on a regular basis, not as often as I would like, but when I do, I pull them all, I extract them all and I put them into Dropbox. And so when I do that, I, before I put them in Dropbox, I separate, cause you know how you can sort by file type. Yes. So when you sort by file type, mm-hmm. this is easier to show on a computer, but you guys, I think most people will understand this is that I, sort by file type. I can see all those that are video. I pull those out. I put them in a separate folder. And then from there, I organize all of the video clips in Dropbox. Now this does not have to take a million hours. The way I do it it actually will organize them by date filmed already. You can do that if that's the way that you want to do it. The way Mm -hmm. that I do it is actually per year. And by year, I actually have topics within the year. So for example, 2019, we'll have a subfolder inside of that for Porter for Claire, for crew, for that particular trip, for that particular occasion, and so on and so forth. So there's probably like a dozen subfolders within 2019. And the reason that makes sense for me is because of the way that my family currently retrieves and enjoys videos, Right. which is that if we're sitting around on a Sunday and we want to watch old home videos, we'll just go, oh, let's watch it from when like when Porter was four or five years old. Well, we go to that folder right and within that folder we can look for porter as opposed to the trip to yellowstone you know know what i'm saying and so it kind of for me makes sense and that's why we always always encourage you to do what makes sense for you because just because it works for someone else it may not work for you but for me that's my that's my workflow that's my organization the key is to just make sure that your video clips are backed up Mm -hmm. just get them somewhere even if they're not organized get just get them somewhere dropbox is my go-to i know you like dropbox i also use dropbox in our rise and shine event though google came up a lot the new google service which i have not used google photos is great yep yeah um so if you're an android user that might be a better solution for you i'm the same way i use dropbox i organize it by year and then one thing we're doing this year is my oldest actually really loves using iMovie which is like maybe the easiest like way to make movies ever and we our whole house is kind of networked with Apple TVs and with our Mac and stuff and so he I'm actually paying him to create um, movies for each year Brilliant. and then probably we're going to do trips too That's and I'm so fun. I'm paying him to do that because he loves to do it but same thing we sit around and our Apple TV pulls up everything that's already there and we watch home movies all the time that's so fun yeah okay all right the next question is from the divine femme get it girl as someone who has been away from scrapbooking for a few years and is coming back with a pile of photos and a kid who has never been featured in a scrapbook i'd love ideas for getting the last few years of photos into scrapbooks quickly and easily but not digital I'm a paper girl. Okay, I'm taking this one. Okay. Because I, this is I where I'm at. so much to share. Oh, you So do? I can't... No, no, no. I okay. want to hear what you would say first because you're... You have dabbled in scrapbooking yes. way long ago. And then in the recent year, you've really like totally showed up in your life as a documenter. So I'm really curious to see how you would respond and then I will. So I will tell you that the first scrapbook I made <clears throat> since my like scrapbooking hiatus of 
10 years or something. <laughs> no big deal. Um, Listen, there's a lot of people right? listening right now who are like, me too. It was. It's been years. It has. Yeah. Because I just got really overwhelmed with having to take all the things out and I wanted my pages to look all special and whatever. Of course. So obviously that led to me not doing anything. Of course. Um, it paralyzes so We you, went right? on a family reunion trip to Mexico over Thanksgiving. And my mother-in-law is really you know, she wanted a, a compilation of, of all these memories because it was our whole family all together. It was of the a really trip. special time uh-huh. of the trip. And also I knew, although my inclination was like, oh, I could totally do this digitally. Um, I knew that she would want that physical. I knew she would want that like handwritten album. Mm-hmm. album. And so my first one back, I literally just gathered all the photos um, digitally, got them all printed. And I bought... Um, a 12 by 12 photo album from shopbykeegans.com. I bought a bunch of different um, inserts and, and layout pages. I bought some kits that I thought would look cute. I It is not perfect. It's totally not perfect. It's awesome. All I did was take the pictures, put them in chronological order, and then start putting things in. Like it was literally like shooting for the B minus. I knew my kits like kind of coordinated. I hand wrote out little memories um, just on our little filler cards. And that's it. And I think the whole book took me, when I started compiling, maybe two hours. And wasn't it so much easier when you so actually much started easier. doing it? So much easier. Right. And I got that book done, like I said, in two hours. Mm-hmm. And it was it's like this prized possession of my mother-in-law's. For sure. And so if you want to start today, the first thing you need to do is gather your physical photos. Okay? What you have now. I wouldn't even print new ones. You said you have a stack of photos. Gather She's those talking photos. about the past, yeah, the past I w- well, she um, says, few years. Well, she back with a pile of photos. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't even print any new. I'd start with what you have. I would put them in chronological order. I'd hop on shopbeggyhiggins.com, get an album you like, get a kit or two you like, and just start. It is so easy. Just start sliding things in. Like, it is that easy. Great. There does not have to be, like, the theme for this is, de- like, just start putting pictures and pages. Like, a theme will emerge. You'll see, like how you want it to be, but the key is to just start. Like, let's stop being in planning phase and let's start, like, just putting pictures in in pocket pages and see what happens. I think that's the most important thing that you could say, especially because you just had a recent experience with that, is that there is too much thinking and pondering and planning that a lot of us do. And wouldn't you rather have a not perfect scrapbook that's done as opposed to like a perfect one that's hypothetical. Perfect is never the goal, right? It's not possible. No, let's be it's honest. not possible. First of all, it's also not fun. Perfect is no. not fun. So perfect is not the goal. And you really do need to set that to the side. I've, I've seen a lot of perfectionism in my career and myself, of course, but like with other people, oh my gosh, like it is like this blanket of perfectionism as an issue that just kind of covers all of us, it seems, at, at large, right? Not every single person, well, and but... I love our episode with Monica Packer where she talked about... Perfectionism. The kind of perfectionism is not having to do everything perfectly. It's not starting because you're afraid you can't do it perfectly. And how sometimes perfectionism holds us back from doing anything just because we don't want to be imperfect raise your hand if you relate to that kind of perfectionism hands up both of our hands right right that's totally what it is and I've seen so much paralysis in this industry not in the industry on a business side I in my experience in this industry and meeting very personally with so many people thousands of women all around the world paralysis is like a huge issue so let's go let's just kind of tie a bow on what Becky said and just take the steps to just you already have the pictures printed you said you've got a pile of photos 
that those are printed work with those and then just get the supplies don't overthink it don't even think about like what the grand plan is just start putting it in pages now on the other side of that coin mm-hmm. because we do have people who are they really actually honor their inner OCD mm-hmm. right and so I relate to that and I want to say a, an additional thought and that is I say it all the time we say it all the time Beginning with the end in mind is really helpful. And here's why. Not because of overthinking, but if you just take three seconds and think and envision what's the point here? You're saying you've got a few years worth of catching up on on with your scrapbooks and you've got a pile of photos. Is the goal that you would like to summarize those three years in one album? Or is the goal that you want one album per year? That's it. Period. I'm not going to take you but into really any other thoughts. I don't think you need to know that going no, 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 in. No, 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 no. Right? Because no, as I'm, you start. But I'm suggesting yeah. that if you think about that, like let's say her pile of photos is five feet high. Right. I'm just saying she might be like swimming in photos. Mm-hmm. So where, where that's valuable and where it's helpful and where I'm absolutely going to stand by this council yeah. is that if you take a minute to think about what that end goal is, whether it's an album to summarize three years or an album per year or whatever that looks like. So you can pair back. Yes. Right? Then you yeah. can scale back. That's you can pair point. back and then you can just put some parameters in place. Yeah. And now you become a lot less overwhel- overwhelmed mm-hmm. and then you just start. And then right. going back to what you were saying, just start, like mm-hmm. just take the photos and start slipping them into pages. And you mentioned chronological. It doesn't even have to be chronological. Right. Who even cares? Like, really, who even cares? And especially, I think she mentioned she's doing um, maybe a book because there's a child who's never been featured in a scrapbook. Mm-hmm. Um, you may want to do it that way. The yeah. only thing I would say, too, and this is totally my perfect brand of OCD, is I buy all 12 by 12 books and I print 12 by 12 books because I want them on the shelf, like the Mm -hmm. same size. So I just thought about like what size I wanted. And I think our 12 by 12, the square pages, um, offer the most as far as layout options Uh, go. hundred percent. Um, so I would say that that is a pretty, pretty good place to start. What you're doing is beginning with the end in mind, right? You like the end result of seeing your albums and your photo books on a shelf Mm -hmm. is your vision. Yeah. And if that, if that's your personality type, then there you go. You've planted the seed and you know, you don't even have to wonder which products to get. You get the 12 by 12 products. Right. Whereas if you're a person that feels a little bit more free spirited and, and open and creative in various sizes, and that might be your cup of tea, well, then that part isn't part of the beginning with the end in mind. Then you just approach it and go, what size sounds fun to play with right now? Right. Six by eight, eight by eight, 10 by 10, 12 by 12, you know? So, all right, let's move on to the next question. I love being able to address that one because it is an overwhelming place to, you know, kind of go back a few years. But for most people, I'm telling you what, it's 10, 20, 30, 80 years. It's mm-hmm. not three, right? A yes. lot of people are super behind. So we all feel you. Okay. I heart guppy says my 83 year old grandma and I are working together to gather genealogy documents, pictures, old letters, and stories. She remembers. I would love to hear your thoughts about putting all of these together into a scrapbook to pass on to future generations and others in the family. And then also kind of a related question from Brandy Huskinson. She says, I feel kind of overwhelmed with getting started. I have all of my grandma's family pictures. Where do I start? How do I start? Now, listen, I, I believe that when we're talking about family history and genealogy related type stuff, that really is a loaded topic and it can be addressed in a hundred ways. Now, I don't say that to overwhelm you. I say that as just, we need to acknowledge that everyone's situation is different, but there is one thing that I feel is a common denominator 
of what I really strongly feel that everyone should do. And I know what you're going to say. And I agree. I it know, is the you know, thread. yeah, pull that thread back, pull the is... thread. Here it goes. Yeah. So, um, who was it that talked about gathering the first one? Okay. Either way. Yes. Gathering. I heart guppy says gathering, gathering is the first step. Gather, bring it all in one place. That's great. Mm-hmm. That is just a first step. The other thing that I think is more essential and more important and more crucial than any sort of like scrapbooking or putting it in a book is scanning. You have to get the stuff scanned. Why? First of all, you're not the only person that cares about the stuff. Right. You are not the only person in your extended family that wants these pictures of great grandma or the marriage certificate or the documents or whatever. So if you have that ability or you have the resources to invest a little bit of money into a scanner, or you can always use the one at the local library or the local family history center, then scanning everything is like, that is gold right there. Because guess what I have? I have a lot of scan stuff and not a single scrapbook to show for it. And I feel really good. I can sleep at night. Because it's there. If your house burns down, if if grandma passes away and somehow that stuff gets lost in the shuffle, it's there. I'm going to give you a B minus solution. Ooh. If you don't have a scanner, you don't have access to a scanner, you don't want to buy a scanner. If you get these documents in a place of good lighting, just even as a place to start, take a picture of it with your phone. Can I give another little plug for that photo tips and workflow class? Yeah. I have a whole section you might remember Mm -hmm. in that class that walks you through step by step and I demonstrate it in the class how to properly take really, really good pictures of things straight on like that. Mm -hmm. Documenters or photos of photos. And so- Art Art projects. Yes, totally. Yeah, like there's a whole section about taking really good, really proper pictures. So to Becky's point, if you don't have a scanner or don't want to, that is another option. That's the second Or if you just want to do something while you're preparing for some of those other things. Absolutely. I want to get it all. I was just going to finish the thought to say, get it all scanned and then get it all in Dropbox. Because Mm -hmm. once it's in Dropbox, and I'm saying Dropbox. safe. Yes. Get it into a third party thing that's, Yes. Yeah. And that way, once it's there, then now you can share it with everybody in the family. So Mm -hmm. then nobody's, I'm telling you, I personally do not have a need to hold on to one physical old photograph. I don't care if it's a hundred years old and that's like unbelievable. I think that's cool and I'd love it. But if my brother or my cousin or my uncle would truly appreciate having the original, I would say totally fine. Because guess what I have? I have the scan and I can print that and I can print that lovely and I can print it large or whatever. So scan, 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 and then put them in a cloud, put them in Dropbox, put them somewhere where everyone else can um, access them. What were you going to say? Another um, great place and resource that I have found um, to find old documents as I'm doing my genealogy and finding like immigration records and marriage certificates, grave pictures, um, ancestry.com, myheritage.com. There's a bunch of familysearch.org, bunch of companies out there right now that are like actively scanning in all these documents and, um, and I have pulled so many images, like already scanned images off of some of those websites um, that belong to my ancestors. And I think there's something so special about seeing the handwritten signature oh, of yeah. like your great, great grandfather coming into Ellis Island. Like there's just something really profound about that. And I have also found that to be a great resource maybe for pictures and things that I don't have um, that are available there. Yeah, absolutely. And just remember that with the Project Life app, everything that's scanned which is now accessible and you can pull it from Google Photos or Dropbox or you can just put it in your camera roll and pull it in from there. Just 
make pages. If you want to like mm-hmm. finish this all the way through, which not even I have done because I feel like that there's a time and a season and that's something that's a project down the road for me. But, um, when you have it all accessible, go ahead and start making those heritage pages and do it while grandma's alive. You know, going back to the original questions, like they're, they're working with the grandparents who are living. I don't have yeah. any living grandparents. That would be amazing. Um, but definitely doing something with them. I just want to make sure that you know that scanning is definitely the answer in part. Don't lose the stuff. Okay. Me.he.we. Me, That's he, cute. We. Me, Love he, it. we says, what do you do with your finished scrapbooks? Are they displayed where anyone can pick them up or do you just put them away in a room somewhere? I can't decide what to do with all of mine. Um, I'm short answer on this one, mostly because I have a dentist appointment I need to get to. <laughs> Um, but also because it's really not a long answer. And I believe that scrapbooks should be accessible. They really should be accessible. I think that, you know, there's a lot of scrapbooks that are hidden away in attics and tucked in cupboards, like in the basement or put away in totes. And it just kind of breaks my heart because even though my family's not looking at our scrapbooks all the dang time, like that would be so great, right? Mm -hmm. Like in a, like in an ideal world, we'd all be like laying on the floor every week on a Sunday afternoon, just browsing through the scrapbooks that I put all this time into. But that's not real life. But you know what? They're accessible. And in fact, they're not just accessible. They're at my kids level. I very intentionally moved them to be at my kids level instead of up high or too low because of my you know kids stage of life. And I think that that is important. The main thing to remember is that beginning with the end in mind, is that what you want? Do you want people to pull these scrapbooks off? Do you want them to be enjoyed? Do you want them on the coffee table? Do you want them lined up on a shelf? Just decide what you want and then work backwards and make it happen. I can't imagine anyone wouldn't want them to be enjoyed. Kind of the point of doing this is to like have these tangible memories. So one thing that again is on my to-do list is, um, I do have some physical scrapbooks from like my artistic early scrapbooking days and those are not out because honestly like the glue's starting to you know like they're kind of starting to fall apart and I don't want them getting ruined. So one thing Becky talks about a lot is making sure that if you have finished scrapbooks that are physical that you also take the time to scan those in Um, because I'll tell you we have whatever our latest um, documenting book is on our coffee table. So right now it's our one that I made after our trip to Oahu for spring break the kids look through it all the time it's just kind of there as a book and I don't have any concerns obviously they know to be careful with it but say like something catastrophic happened and it was ruined I mean yes that's awful but like it's also I have it digitally backed up so I always can print another one exactly and so I would recommend for sure your physical ones especially maybe from like years ago get those scanned so that at least you have the option of digitally printing those should something happen for sure Um, and, and then you don't feel like you need to hide it away, right? Like the no. kids love looking back at those memories. And so, you know, yeah. in the show notes, I will put a link to the scanner that David and I invested in. It was not the cheapest thing, but it has been totally worth it. And we've been having the kids and even their friends help scan because you know how many we have like it's like a, a thousand bajillion, bajillion yes. trillion right <laughs> and so it's taking some time and we're not done with that project yet and it's not a big deal like we'll get there but we're chipping away one scrapbook at a time and getting the whole scrapbook scanned because of course you'll want to take the pages out of the page protectors mm-hmm. and put them on this you know with right. this particular scanner one at a time so I will link to that scanner in the show notes and I said that this was going to be a short answer I'm going to be a few minutes late for my dentist appointment but it's worth okay. mentioning this one more thing this is actually Actually really really cool so what it is is that a while back I actually put a small table in a very high traffic area of our house and I put 
the um, scrapbook, like it just random scrapbook on the table so that anyone at any time could totally just flip through the album and just enjoy it. And it was so much fun for a little while to just be able to have a random scrapbook from years past and just be like, Hey, it's out. And I didn't even have to say anything to my family. They really could just like take a minute and enjoy it when they pass by. So that's just kind of a fun thing to consider and something that I am considering doing in the new house. Okay. The next question is the divine femme. Is that, did I yes. read that one? Okay. Also curious to know. Oh, it's cause she had a second question. I think that's what it is. All right. Um, where did it go? It's also curious to know if you'll be getting into the planner market at all. That's where all my creative energy has been going for the past few years, I confess. Okay, she just Hmm. wants to know, are we getting into the planner market? True story, an actual short answer, no. Oh, wait, that's not all. (laughs) N-O. No, and here's why. Uh, Years ago, when American Crafts, who's my partner in manufacturing, um, when they really were pushing for planners because planners were a trend, I learned something about myself that was really important, like really, really important. Outside people, not just American Crafts, but the major retailers really wanted to see me go there. And in my heart of hearts, I was like, but that's not what I care deeply about. That's not. And so I learned what I've always known about myself, which is I don't do what I do for the money. And just because it's a trend that will be profitable does not mean I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. And I really held my ground. Everybody wanted me to get into planners um, and everyone was really pushing for that. And I was like, yeah, but that's not what I care about. And so that's more of the story behind the no. It's not just like, no, we don't want to, or no, we don't care. No, we don't feel like that's our place. And there's so many great options out there. So no, that's not going to be what we do. Short answer. Go me. Woo. (laughs) Okay. Krista Vang one says, do you plan to do a class for kids books still? What kind of things do you put in their books that are from ages one to five? Okay. So I know exactly what she's asking about. In the um, recent past, when before my anxiety attack and before a whole lot of things shifted, we were definitely about to ramp up the classroom. Are we still potentially doing that? Sure. Yes. Like, I love the classroom. I love teaching. I love doing online courses. But right now, I'm taking a breather. And so high on my list, very high on my list, is doing a course that teaches everything that you would need to know and through a lot of demonstration, kids' albums. Now, having said that, I have so many resources already in place. So the answer to this question is just pointing you where to look because there's so much information over the years I've already covered. It's already there. So this is what I want you to do, Krista, and anyone else interested in catching up on your kids' albums. You're going to go to the blog at beckyhiggins.com and you're going to do a quick search for, or it's linked on the sidebar, um, catching up on kids' albums. That blog post alone has more information than you could ever need, and it has links to every single video that I've done. YouTube, Instagram stories, it's all there. It's all linked. It's all in this pretty little package with a bow tied on top, and it will teach you all the things and share all the inspiration you could ever want to catch up on kids' albums. So there you go. My take on kids' albums is a little bit different. I don't even know that I've shared this with Becky yet. I can't so wait. when I got Rock married, my, world, girl. Do my it. mom gave me a scrapbook that she had made um, of like my whole life. And I love that it's one scrapbook. Mm-hmm. And so instead of doing ones for every year, because I'm going to be honest, there are years like I was not great at taking pictures. Mm-hmm. I am compiling. I'm limiting myself to one book 
per kid yep. for their life. Yep. And then that will be what they take with them. And then they'll, of course, have copies of Family Yearbook as well. But- for sure. And there's no right or way to do this, but I right or wrong way to do this. But I do want to emphasize that I would never actually recommend that you do a book per year because let's remember there's 18 years of childhood. Oh my gosh. Can you like imagine? that's just a lot. It's just a yeah. lot. And so, um, my method is different. You'll see all about it in that blog post, but mine is a chronological documentation of the child's life, but it's all like the, the vision and the beginning with the end in mind plan is that their entire childhood, 18 years is done in six albums Woo-hoo. so that when they leave the nest, they take with them six albums. If you do the math, that's about mm-hmm. three years per scrapbook on average. Um, and you get the idea. So to finish the answer, cause she did ask, what do you put in their one to five books? Meaning like after the baby book, but before mm-hmm. they get into school, I just want to remind you that those years of toddlerhood and preschool flower all over the house (laughs) playing with lipstick i'm picturing eggs on the floor yeah all the stuff that happens in those young years i just want to remind you that those are just as valuable and pivotal as every year of school it's not like it's not like there's nothing to document, right? And so just because school brings about artwork that comes home or papers or report cards or ribbons, life is life is life. Like whatever you're taking pictures of. those moments, like I do have some pictures where I like could laugh or cry and I chose to laugh and take a picture instead of like the most random horrific things my sweet small toddlers did to my home. Some of those are my Favorite oh my things. gosh, for sure. And I'm so thankful I can look back now and not have to clean up the mess, but also <laughs> be able to enjoy the memory. Yes, definitely take pictures like that and savor pictures like that. Now, this segues into the very last question that we're going to address today on this particular episode. Um, and it's kind of connected, and I do want to go there. It's from Brandy Linners, and she says, It would be helpful to talk about how you separate family album stuff with kids specific album stuff so that they don't overlap. So I actually have approached this quite a lot over the years and I've shared a lot of information. Again, you're going to see a lot of good stuff in that blog post that I've mentioned. But the short answer is that I, the way that I approach it is that I make sure to sprinkle individual stuff in the family yearbook so that it's a fair representation of everyone in the family. So Mm -hmm. my yearbook is one page per week. And so that's two weeks per layout. And you will see every member of my family, including the dogs represented in some way, most weeks, right? But it's not going to dive deep into every achievement and every milestone and every important thing or every trial, every everything that happens for every person because that isn't the point. The point of the family yearbook is to make sure that it's kind of an overview and a representation of the whole family. So in the kids' albums, that's where you're going to see a whole lot more of like the artwork, the papers, and everything to do with them and their personal lives and their stuff. And speaking of the stuff, the stuff is really what has been it's actually become more of the thing that I include in the kids' albums. It's way less about the pictures because I feel like they're represented in the family right. yearbook. And it's more about all of these things. And where do the things go, Becky? Where do they go? In the envelope pages. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you. I really love these <laughs> envelope really good pages, emphasis. Though, because oh, yeah. as I do, like, there are certain... Okay, this is totally gross, but I have to tell you because it's awesome. Oh, no. So I used to um, laminate all my kids' pictures like that they drew that I knew I wanted to keep, and I was pretty good about pairing back. And then there was this one picture, my oldest. This is so awesome. I have a really weird thing with, like, keeping clean ears. And so my kids are, like, well-versed oh, yeah. on how to keep clean ears. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so at preschool, his first year of preschool, they were making 
a skeleton out of Q-tips on a paper. Precious. So did my son grab the Q-tip and start cleaning his ear? Yes. Oh. Is that Q-tip also on his paper? Oh my gosh. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> and it is like my favorite ever. But obviously I can't laminate that. And so I love these envelope pages because you can put these special memories just inside and it's so great. Yeah, the things that are larger or dimensional right. or bulky. Or, or like if you like to save, I don't really save hair, but I know some people that like yeah. save their first haircut yeah, or absolutely. teeth or whatever. The other thing I wanted to say too is as we were talking about like the family yearbook, I want to just say and put a plug in for like your goal with family yearbooking isn't to like show all your triumphs, right? It's an accurate representation of your life. And so, yeah, that might look like this kid won an award. Um, but I, I think we get like a little bit caught up in making sure that it's even when really we're supposed to be like, not supposed to be really what I like to do is to document what's going on. So I'm not just highlighting like the triumphs and awards and the accolades or whatever just really what's going on what's going on and and even some of the struggles that you're having but how I you're have getting angry face pictures them. oh there like, you go for sure there you go and that's totally fine like okay. that is an accurate representation of like your year right awesome and I love great. that no include it all the good the bad the ugly include it all and then one last thing about that particular question because we talked about and in your case Becky you sung about mm-hmm. sang 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 about sung saying saying song about envelope pages we're, I'm sure you're just wondering where to find them shop beckyhiggins.com or maybe Amazon but we have them and we have them in lots of sizes mm-hmm. so that's where you can pick those up be sure you pick them up because even if you're not even a quote scrapbooker they're just great they're just great and they you don't even have to put them in the three ring album mm-hmm. although they have the holes ready to go so okay here's what we're gonna do I'm gonna go gonna to the do? dentist Okay. <laughs> We're going to wrap up this episode. Yes. We want every single one of you, as you've listened, to pay attention, as we always say, to the one or two things that just really spoke to you. Something that we said, something that you felt, something that came up resonates with you for a reason. We're not going to know what that is. You know what that is. So whatever you're feeling inspired about or whatever you feel like you have more clarity on with regards to your personal journey and documenting and memory keeping, girl do it. Get after it. We've got your back. If you have a follow-up question, you can always message me. Did you know, did you know that I am really good at responding to messages? She is. We both try to respond we both to are good every about single that. DM. We try our very best. We cannot possibly Might keep up. Might take a few days, but like. Yeah. Yeah. We can't yes. keep up like with a hundred percent like meaningful paragraphs of responses, but we both do a really good job at trying to answer your questions and be responsive. So if there is something that you're like, but wait, there's just this one more thing that I'm not quite sure. And then I can take the next step. We want you to be self-reliant, but we're also your friend and we're a resource. And so feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, or you can always email podcast at beckyhiggins.com. And on that note, we sure love you. We sure love you. Go do. live a good life and document the crap out of it. Also known as cultivate a good life and record it. That's right. Have a good day. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Oh, I can hear myself. Can you hear yourself now? Yeah. Funny enough, I got like ready to work out. I got my shorts on to work out. And then every one of my children woke woke up staggered. 
So I had to make breakfast so that they could have muscles and the spirit with them today. Because <laughs> they've been feeling sick as they've eaten sugar cereals for several weeks in a row now. A wise friend once told me that their children's feelings and levels of success have nothing to do with them. Correct. With the mama. Correct. So you could have just starved them what I need and it to wouldn't do- have been your fault. <laughs> what I need to do is teach them how to make eggs. 